0: Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use this. <laughs>
1: yeah, this is like the, the beginning.
0: <laughs>
2: the bloopers or something?
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine Podcast. My name is Matt Landry. And in this 50th episode, I'm here with none other than my mama, Lynn Dupuy. Throughout the podcast, we chat about creative entrepreneurship, being and becoming a parent to creatives, the importance of the village, hashtag Oasis Challenge, and much, much more. Stick around and thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine podcast platform that allows us to learn more about the music industry through conversations with artists, people in the behind the scenes, music business individuals, creatives, and much more. Our goal is to shine a light on all the stuff that is happening in the music world, topics and realities that are gatekept, and the people and roles that may often be overlooked. This week, I have the immense pleasure of welcoming my mama, Lindsey, to the podcast. Many of you have gotten to know her through this podcast, you know, through stories <laughs> from other guests. Um, some of you may have been lucky enough to have been impacted by her, and probably most of you had seen have seen her on socials. Um, For those of you uh, that don't know Lynn, she is an icon, a leader, a cheerleader, a businesswoman, a community member, a director, a wife, a hero, a daughter, a sister. Um, She's also an Instagrammer, a coffee drinker, an innovator, a chatter, a traveler, and uh, so much more. To me, she is my mom and in many ways, one of uh, the first and most constant inspirations in my life. Um, so, <laughs> so without further ado, please welcome the Lynn Dupuy to the podcast. Hello, mama.
0: I want to press a button. I want like <laughs> <laughs>
1: the applause or the yas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, how are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I'm super excited. This is so different. First of all, it's on by Zoom. So, yes, um, I had never, like, if I had to imagine that I would be on the podcast, because that's the thing I never thought I would be on because I wanted to be like the character who was never on. Right? <laughs> that's so, right. That's right. So this is a, an opportunity by zoom to be in, uh, you know, and to trial it out and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm super pumped. That's Episode right. 50, I've been That's watching. right. That's I right. I watched them all. I watched them all.
1: Yes. You are the most, um, our most attentive watcher and listener. Um yeah, so for those who actually, for those of you is who's the first time listening to the podcast or watching the podcast, normally, it is uh, happening in this uh, studio that we have here. This is eight Space in Toronto. And uh, we wanted to um sort of experiment with the idea of doing it virtually this year because of multiple things because it allows me to do it on the road when I'm gone. It allows um us to be more flexible in our schedule. Um, but primarily it allows eights to, uh, interview and chat with, um, so many more people in the community, in the music industry world that is, uh, that aren't located in Toronto. Yes. We've had um, some ver- versions of the podcast where I'm on the road. I'm doing, uh, interviews with, uh, the first one was, was with Joey Macias on the road while we were gone with Elio. Um, uh, there's also been some beaches episodes, um, on the road. Um, and those have been amazing. Um, but this sort of format of the Cloud Machine podcast allows us to you know, speak to people in LA, in New York, uh, in uh, London, um, wherever they are, uh, even in some remote places in Canada that I can't get to every week. Um, and we are speaking to Linda Dupuy live today from uh, my hometown, uh, Sudbury, Ontario, um, yes. where you're at right now. So anyway, so just a little just, bit of context.
0: Could we just take a second? Yep. And I, I like to do this as like take a snapshot. Yeah. And like as your mom. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you just said that you could have an opportunity to speak with people in LA, yeah. in Europe, in mm-hmm. New York. Like, yeah. what is your life? Seriously? Like <laughs> how how do you know these people who live in these, these mm. like, cities and countries? And, um, that's just me. That's just me as your mom saying that, but like, it is really like take a snapshot of that. That's Mm. really cool. I like, yeah,
1: no, it's great. It's great. And you know, I think it's, it's these relationships that are developed, um, on tours primarily. Um, but also through social media and with AIDS, we we talked about it last week with Nate on the podcast, but we have this concept of a hundred coffees, which is basically just meeting with uh, multiple people uh, every week. And, um, just to talk about business and what their, with their processes and um, their pain points in the industry as well. So we've been doing that, but more on the professional side of side of things and networking. Um, but if we could apply that concept to doing it online, but for the podcast, I think it's very interesting and in having these, these uh, people that, you know, even the people in Toronto haven't necessarily heard of, um, I think is very interesting to us. Um, anyway, so just a little <laughs> intro there. Um Let's start the podcast, and we always start the podcast. Your favorite live show as a fan. And I know, oh, exactly. I know when we spoke about this uh, a few days ago, um, you were so excited about um, what you'd be asking me because you didn't know um, if I would ask, I'd be asking the, the typical questions that I ask, but I thought it was it would be more interesting to ask somebody that's not necessarily always or deemed to be always in the industry to be asked these questions anyway. So, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Mama. Mama. Lin, uh your favorite live show as a fan.
0: All right. So I I know these questions. I knew it was coming. Well, yeah. I wasn't sure this week. And then <laughs> when you told me that it was gonna be the original format, I was like, well, Yes, like this is so awesome. So, like, okay, so as your mom, I'm like, do I absolutely think that my fave show is one of yours or one right. of Simon's? Yes. Like, ob- absolutely oh. or Ed's, you know, yeah, like or, absolutely yeah. like. People that I love on stage, yeah, like, seeing you in Paris, full house, playing yep. there, me crying, talking to the the sound guy, yeah, like, this <laughs> my son, this my son, you know, and, 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 like, it was, in on our, our wedding anniversary, that was an awesome show. Like, mm. that was an awesome experience where I got to see my offspring on stage in Paris, in Europe, on my anniversary with my husband, awesome. Seeing right. Simon, Simon this year. His first year university in Ottawa. Yeah. On stage in Ottawa. Yes. Um, did I love your first gig when you were 14 years old at the Townhouse? Yes. I was yeah. sitting there with my parents. That was awesome. Yeah. Did I uh, every opportunity that I've seen Simon on stages since he's four till now, uh, locally? Yes. Okay. But full on shows. Okay?
1: Yeah, but yeah, as a fan, as like a, as like a okay. paying the ticket to to go see. I mean, ah. uh, thank you for the words, by the way. But, yeah.
0: um, but but like just gonna say, like I've paid for so many of your tickets as well. So oh, yes. I'm always, <laughs> sure, I'm sure, always sure. a paying uh, a paying. Not, no, that's not true. That's not true. Sometimes I'm guest listed.
1: Yes, <laughs> that's
2: right. So cool. Uh,
0: but full on shows. So the first mm-hmm. one. That comes to mind is definitely Elton John and Billy Joel. Right. Two, two icons at the <laughs> crazy. ATC.
2: Crazy.
0: Dueling pianos. Uh, I was crying. Yeah. Which is which is like typical anyway. Like I would cry, I cry at like commercials, but like I was crying within the first second. Like with it was too much awesome in right. one second. Like I was excited. Mm. I was. It moved. I couldn't believe it. And in that show, we were sitting, because we got tickets, but in the back of the stage. Oh yeah. And so it was kind of cool that we were sitting at the back. We were very close. So, like, you know, if you if the stage is at the end of the 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 uh stadium or whatever it is. Yeah. We were right at the back.
2: Mm-hmm. And so
0: we were able to see them really close and see and they had dueling pianos that turned like this. So we could we could see them anyway.
1: Yeah, it, right, right, right
0: brilliant it was you know they did they opened together then right then then billy joel did a set then elton john does a set and then they come back it was like four hours of like
2: that's nuts
0: it was so much like anyway so that was cool i also oh yeah
1: do you remember the first the first song that they did
0: i don't i i really have no uh uh recollection right I don't recall names. <laughs>
1: <His> blackout moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I don't, I don't know names of songs. I don't right. curate, curate my own music. I don't, I don't know these things. I just, I take it, I take right. it in. Right. Mm. The other thing that I loved is seeing Neil Young at the ACC. Oh man. Yeah, they were there were songs that rocked, like we rocked Simon too to fall asleep, Simon, your brother, my baby boy, and like I wept out of control during that show. Like yeah, I like some songs came on. I was like, I can't believe I'm seeing and, an, you know, here. Yeah. No, no, but, I'm getting
1: chills right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. But people who really know me, people mm. who know.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I, know, might thinking, I know what's coming.
0: <laughs> might be thinking, wait a minute. Why isn't she mentioning her all-time favorite artist that one day she will meet? Um, but <laughs> it's John Mayer. Um, yeah. So, so it's up there. I've seen John Mayer. Uh, several times Mm. but listen it's not my fave experience as a fan I gotta tell you okay because I'm supposed to be the only fan
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes that's right that's right
0: like I don't like that other people are singing his songs those are songs that are (laughs) just for me right so as a fan very upsetting very upsetting right the other things I've liked seeing is like like i've i loved seeing robert plant this summer yeah because because it was a favorite of of eds as well like that mm-hmm. was cool to see i love i love ex- the experience of live like it's just so great anyway let's,
1: let's yeah fantastic there's so many uh, there's so many uh, answers we well, we will get the uh, the definitive answers to your favorite acts Later on, when we play the Dream Fest game, oh, so, I've
0: got ideas. Oh,
1: I know you do. You're very well prepared. <laughs> also, also for the fans, listeners um, of the pod, it's uh, it's rare. Well, well, in our in our in our usual format, normally the guest doesn't have any notes in front of them. <laughs> now I know that you're very well prepared and you have your notes, so it, it's great to just to just sort of you this know all, go at it.
0: This is all uh, I- improv. I've, no, I'm no, it's great.
1: To, it's great. Uh, fantastic second question uh, for those listening as well might know this question from the past few episodes of the podcast it's, it's, a, new, it's a newer question um, that I ask um, for you I'm very interested because you, you were, don't work necessarily primarily in the creative industries but here's the question is there a project that you've worked on slash collaborated on that would best represent your creative output mm-hmm. there you go
0: yeah, I thought I thought about this a lot because as a as an entrepreneur as yeah. L- LMD Solutions so that's my business. Mm-hmm. Um I support organizations in the arts the cultural industries as well, right? So I've done some things like that helping them with funding yeah. helping them helping them with getting their strategic plan in order for them to be able to reply, like to to ask for funding.
2: Mm-hmm. That
0: to me is like is is on a next level. I'm not in the creative process, but I'm supporting them in building these things and putting out the, the, the product and the results. So, you know, the strategic planning and the operational planning and building these projects and the funding applications, those kinds of things, those, those are fun from my business point of view. Right. Um. As. Uh, so, okay. I'm going to add one that I'm, I didn't think about before.
2: Sure.
0: Uh, I've, I've been on stages so I've done theater yep um I think that uh, I've done I've done four theater productions now and I've you know supported other ones but the I had to I did a a, a show my third show I believe it was Contact to the show the bald mm. soprano for those who Uh, don't know it in French, it's a French play that's been played literally in Europe for years every night. Okay. It's like this really renowned play, the ball soprano. And it's a, it's a absurd play. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it was very difficult to uh, learn. Yeah. Primarily as a community, uh, I'm no professional. This is a community theater play. And it was very hard um and it, I cried. yeah
1: ab, ab, abstract lines uh character development that doesn't necessarily make sense um you know yeah. p- plots that don't don't necessarily uh are, or are bizarre uh, a weird set it's like a yeah. it's very very abstract
2: yeah
0: and i think in that Absurd. sense, yeah in that sense putting on that plate uh, mm. we worked really closely with the produ- the the director too because we were creating on the spot like how are we going to interpret this stuff and so we did a lot of that kind of stuff so that was fun as a as a my my theater aspect but one of the things i think is the creative aspect is the uh, uh, supporting ed in his work and ed's mm. my husband and he's a singer songwriter like whatever the, you know has seven albums right now out and I think I'm really proud of the campaigns that we've run for Ed and yeah. the stuff that we've done, um, giving him number one songs across Canada and, and, and putting out his contents, you know, along with the photographers and the people, the videographers that we worked with and, and just curating the content for him. Like it comes, you know, comes down to marketing campaigns and websites and social media and all that. And his offspring off his other band the bilingual boys too and i'm doing a lot of that content and at one day one day i'm going to be cool like some of your people and go like be a tour photographer social media person like
2: <laughs> right 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 oh I, right,
0: it's coming it's coming i'm going to be that person like i yeah. just i'm going to be a tour manager mm. uh, i'm going to be on tours i want that so bad and like it's not even it's not even out of the possibility, right? Not at all. Not at yeah. all. Because, yeah. like, let's say my son had a company that was, you know, tour <laughs> managing. He could potentially hire me. Like, it, it yes, could happen.
1: That's right. Um, <laughs> you said something earlier about LMD Solutions um, and about sort of supporting organizations um, get funding, also um, do some strategic planning um, in order to um be creative in their own sense we talk well because m- some people might not know this i'm an associate at lmd solutions i work with you um, and we sometimes work with arts organizations specifically and what i'm trying to what i'm trying to i'm trying to bridge the gap between what aids does and lmd oh, solutions oh. because a lot of people wouldn't necessarily think that aids has a as a creative output but similarly to a- lmd solutions we're helping organizations for us its artists Set up their process so that they can go out there and be creative. Um, yeah. So it's I, 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 if there's a mirroring process that I see in what you in what you're doing with LMD Solutions for us setting up organizations, artists to become the, the, their better selves or you know output. Exactly.
2: Um,
0: yeah, I think that what you're what you're doing is, is taking a client same way as I'm taking a client and yeah. getting the best out of them and helping them put the pieces in place so that they get the results that they want that's exactly yeah. what we're doing too as planners strategic planners governance helping them fr- get from a to z you know and and you're doing the exact same thing just a different uh sector a different you know uh comma dumb domain like a, the you know yeah
1: just uh, industry or industry you know, exactly process so, yeah
0: yeah uh, I I want to come back to uh, creative output. One of my favorites that yep. is probably the work that represents uh, me the most is my kids.
2: Oh my goodness! Okay. Uh, Thank you. Uh, yes.
0: I thought of that. I thought of that. I was I was I was taking notes, but you guys have been the most creative output that I've ever produced. You know what I mean? So, sure. like, at the ages <laughs> of, like, 19 and 24, you've created more than I will ever create already. And so, so that's, like, that's really cool. You yeah. know, uh, people always tell me, like, what, you know, because we're from a Francophone background. Yes. And I'm, uh, you know, and you both have worked in Francophone industries. And, you know, a lot of the times it's like, what are you doing for the Francophone industry? I'm like, I created two Francophones that are doing the work. <laughs>
2: so,
0: <laughs> i put out you know um so uh (laughs) don't know it's
1: no (laughs) well yeah that's yeah (laughs) clip it as they say
0: Clip
2: it.
1: yeah um no i mean yeah i think it's 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 very fair it's very sweet um i but i also have to say that you know you've done so much work um creatively um for the community, but also in the industry, but also that it's never too late. Um, You know, obviously, you know, yeah, that's right. Well, I'm
0: I'm going to be starting my tour managing job. Yes. uh, After this. And
1: your artist project as well.
0: Yes, because I'm writing an album. So you've heard it here first. There you go.
1: Um, Third uh, question, which is the quote question. Um, Famously... (laughs) <laughs> Maybe not famously, but over the past uh, 48 episodes, um, we've uh, checked um, out Eric Badu's quote, uh, which was music and the music business are not the same thing. Um, and now in 2024, we're taking a look at Joni Mitchell's quote, which is, I heard someone from the music business saying that they are no longer looking for talent. They want people with a certain look and a willingness to cooperate. Um what are your first instincts when you hear this sentence? Um yeah, first instincts.
0: I don't like this quote. Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tony
0: Mitchell. I don't know what the context was for this quote by the way. Do you know what the context is?
1: Um no. I I need to I I know I said this last week on the on the pod but I need to go look at, uh, yeah, at the exact I, context.
0: I'd like to know what she means by this because yeah. yeah. First of all, like I call bullshit on this. Like I'm like, if you're, you're, like, yeah, you know, like we've learned over the last fifty episodes to not be an asshole in the industry.
1: Yeah. Sure. You know,
0: like, and and that is a given. You know, you've got to be somebody who's willing to cooperate. You've got to have the, you know, you've got to be willing to be there wherever you need to be. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. blah. But I honestly think, think that the talent will drive like i i think that um talent is not dead like i think that you need to be a good performer uh you need to put on a good show you need to have good music or a single to to you have minutes to impress somebody you got to show them the talent and without that i think that um You know, I'm willing to communicate. I'm willing to cooperate. I've been the biggest cooperator, but my music probably sucks. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I would not put on a good show and I would not sell tickets. Right. Mm. So you've got to have a good show. And whether that's a talented voice or a talented team putting on a show or a talented like every like musicians and artists and lighting and Mm -hmm. all of that, like it's not just one person. That's right. So I think that that talent has to, the whole package has to come in to play. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure about Joni Mitchell's quote. I'm not sure yeah. about
1: that. Well, she, and she says as well, she says, I heard someone from the music business saying, you know, so she might not even uh, agree with this. You know, That's it right. might have just been, been something like. I she can't believe that they've been saying this. She doesn't believe it as well.
0: I would Uh, believe I would believe that interpretation. Right. Because I don't think Joni Mitchell would believe that herself. Mm. I think it's
1: more of a reflection on where the business is at in regards Mm -hmm. to the business is looking for artists that they can mold. Um, yes, that have that have talent, but that have a willing to uh, that are willing to cooperate and, and mold themselves to what their vision for their career is, um, which is which is um, not necessarily a pro or a con. I think there's there are definitely weird ways to think about uh, to to um, you know to think about that um mm-hmm. for me I, I for me i don't know i think i i need i need 50 more episodes to sort of re- reflect on that um are
0: you, are you gonna keep this quote the whole time like this yeah, is
1: yeah i I think it's a yearly i think it's a yearly quote thing with the with yeah. the, the cloud machine podcast um going to the next question which is you know is it's still reflecting on the joni mitchell quote um well and, and it's, it's actually more of the podcast um you're definitely the most recurring listener um, to the, the Club Machine podcast. Um, just from from what I've seen, what I've heard um, from people, when we talk about the podcast uh, almost every week uh, at 5 a.m. on Tuesdays, you text me, oh, I'm listening to the podcast or whatever. Um, how has your perception of the music industry shifted since listening to the podcast or even just been around the music industry um, over the last, you know, for the podcast, it's been a year now, but mm-hmm. um, over the last little while?
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of the podcast. (laughs) Sure. Uh, But and not just because you're my son. uh, I think my fave part, like my favorite part about this podcast, is getting a peek behind the curtain. Right. Like, if anything, I and you'll hear about this later because we're gonna go into uh, like my upbringing, and you'll hear about this. Not the fact that I like peeking behind curtains, um, but that's weird. (laughs) Clip it.
2: (laughs) Pause. Um,
0: I'm I, I'm a figure outer.
2: Figure mm, outer a figure uh, outer. Nature. Yeah.
0: Figure outer by nature. My business is called LMD Solutions for a reason. I like to know how things are done. And right. getting a glimpse inside the organizations or inside of the the um uh the careers that mm. are in the creative industries or how things are done is yeah. fascinating to me. I'm always asking you questions about how it's done. You're always very Generous with telling me how things are done and with <laughs> I love it. I I love it too. Um, I think that, and I have loved everybody that's been on. You know, mm. I'm, I'm not just saying this as a mom. You know, and I do text most of the people that are, are on. I probably <laughs> yeah. everybody DM I,
1: DM. Yeah.
0: I I te- yeah. I don't text them. Yeah,
1: I yeah. On, you don't have all their numbers.
0: <laughs> that's creepy. I DM them because yeah. I honestly feel like. Feedback is super fun to get, first of all. And social media is social. You're supposed to use socials to be social. And right. getting feedback on something that you posted, super fun, right? Mm, yeah. Because um, if you put something out in the universe and you don't hear from anybody, it's kind of weird. But I think that with listening to the podcast with all of these different people, I've my impression of the industry has evolved. I think um I I think that even like the the way the way they're all doing things makes me even think about the fact that they're all entrepreneurs. Everybody in the creative industries is is an entrepreneur, and so we have so much to learn from each other. Mm. Um that I admire so much the generation that you're interviewing because they have such gusto to, to think that they can do this. Uh, yeah. I was, I was 35 when I launched LMD solutions and left the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was crazy, Yeah, but you're all doing it in your twenties. And I think that is admirable. People mm. called me either crazy or admirable. And I answered to both, and I thought, I am. This is crazy. You're going against the current. You're going against what everybody said, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think it's really cool. I that's probably what this podcast does to me every week.
1: Which is what? Sorry.
0: Which is make me question. Right. Or or make me uh, evolve in the way that I see the industry and the mm. possibilities as well. That you guys are all working on these pieces that are all brought together by you, Matt, in this podcast and, and eights and like Mm. businesses like yours in these productions that you're all having to collaborate. And I think that that's like, that's what I'm, I have hope in the industry maybe. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Well, we'll talk about later. um, We'll we'll talk later on about, about how you sort of see the podcast or even just learning a little bit more about the music industry, how it sort of applies to you, the business. Um, yeah. But topic one, which is funny, we've been going for about 30 minutes now, um, which is the origin story, um, oh. which is great. I mean, I know, you know, I know, you know, obviously a lot about your life because you, you are my mama, but um very interested in, in seeing what your what your answers to this is um so if you can give me a lowdown on where you grew up and your creative uh, upbringing uh that would be fantastic
0: oh well it was back in 1978 <laughs> <laughs> uh when I, I was i come from a little town uh, in Azilda. you know this uh yep. outside of sudbury which is also a small town yes uh it's a mining town and I come from a miner's daughter. I'm a miner's daughter, not a he did, wasn't in the mines per se. So he worked in the mining industry. Um, and he was also very creative. My dad, um my both my parents were very, you know, it was a it was a loving household. We were very uh, we had a lot of fun. We were very creative. My dad was a draftsman. He was drawing houses all the time. There were a lot of paper and things like to create and a lot of drawing happening in my house. Um, My mom was the ultimate extrovert. I, you know, I don't know if she would qualify herself as the ultimate extrovert, but she is. So she likes, she likes being with people. She likes having people over. She likes going there. She likes a party. We had family gatherings. Um, Her, her words to me leaving the house were always have fun. Right. And, have fun for me has been a motto. Like I've taken that with me. That that saying that she always said, "Okay, have fun," you know. Right. And, and for me, it's like, yeah, like how, let's have fun. Like whatever we're doing, nothing is serious. Like let's not take ourselves too seriously. And I love that aspect. And I know that they're watching. <laughs> yes. As if if somebody's watched it as much as I have, they have as well, which is super fun. Hmm. Um. Yeah, and 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 so I went to um, yeah, and and you know what? My parents would probably say that we didn't have a creative household, like right. we weren't musically inclined. Sure. And I've I've been reflecting a lot about that, and I say no, and I'm I challenge that idea because there was always music playing,
2: mm-hmm. there was
0: always dress up happening, there was always performing with my friends. Shout out Lynn and Nat. They we were always putting on shows. Yeah, we were always doing that. We Mm -hmm. were video like we had if we had a videotape or a recording um,
1: device or something device. Yeah, we
0: were creating. Right. I've always used medium. I've always used some kind of performance in how I grew up. I didn't know any music, but I was always putting on stuff, you know. Um, So in my my teens, I went to a high school that didn't have uh, performing arts. And right. so I, I gravitated my friendships to schools that had performing arts. That's where I I hung out. That's where I, you know, I I went to see their shows and I saw them go through the process of creating shows, music. I had boyfriends and bands. That band came to present at our Catholic school. Like Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's where I think that's where I got the bug of being a groupie because my boyfriend was in that band and I was like this is the best feeling ever like I don't need to perform but I get to be part of it because like there's clearly some interaction I was right. front. everybody was like oh my god that's your boyfriend right, and I thought, right, I thought right. it was the coolest thing ever and that's yeah, like yeah. the beginning of when I became a groupie that's why I was Ed's <laughs> that's why I married Ed
1: right yes to go to shows to go to more shows yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why I raised you guys to, to be uh, that's the right. way you are. So I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah. Going back to what you were saying uh, a few seconds ago um, uh-huh. about some of the, or create, like, you know, you were listening to a bunch of music, uh, dress up uh, cousins and friends, um, you know, that were always recording or doing stuff like that. Do you remember the, some of the first records that, <laughs> you know, Meme and Pepe or <laughs> to me, Meme and Pepe, but your parents um, yeah. would have put on?
0: Yeah, I do. I do. I had, uh, I had my own record player.
2: Oh yeah. That's a strawberry
0: shortcake record player. (laughs) And I had, they had gone to a yard sale, big yard sailors, big yard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Got these stacks of vinyls that were storybooks, but also like there were some songs. So I started out with that, but also we had one small uh, vinyl. I don't know what you call them. Like a uh, just like final. a seven
1: inch or a 10 inch or something like that sure it's like and a it single yeah
0: stevie wonder i just called to say i love you oh yeah i, I was just
2: called
0: to say...
2: anyway and
0: <laughs> i I, be... I lived that song
2: i was like oh, i yeah. don't
0: know i don't know who's calling me
2: but right, they love right. me
0: <laughs> i was the, the dramatic child like oh, i yeah. had like i was like a girly girl like oh my god, imagine somebody would just call me to say I love you, like, imagine? And the other (laughs) album that I had was Footloose.
2: Oh my gosh,
1: yeah.
0: So many songs on there that were, like, very, very like, guy crazy girl crazy kind of thing. Right. And then, then, at one yard sale, got an album, Joan Jett. (laughs) She was a rock and roll girl and I was, like, Wow, I would put that on and I would rock out like rock it's- out like. You have to imagine like I'm under ten years old and yeah yeah yeah. I had a, a stage area in the in the playroom where I, I
1: a stage area.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. That's amazing. I, I yeah, that's for another time. But I'll explain to you like how <laughs> we had like a, a little elevated stage. It was toy boxes, but that was sure. my stage, and there right. was, there was pillars and I could like dance around this. <laughs> the best thing, like Fantastic. I was, I was a performer, but I never was put into anything. Like we didn't do like extracurriculars. I all I had was right.
1: bowl. bowling. Yes, yeah, bowling. you, <laughs> yes, a a a a famous bowler in the in the in the community. Um, you know, my grandparents still have trophies and um, you know some stuff best. like that. Um, which is fantastic. Your bowling shirts, um, stuff like right. that. So, uh, an fantastic. avid bowler, uh, and would wreck us, um, when we were kids in bowling. No shame yeah, in that. With
0: no shame, no, yeah, no shame, no mercy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> burn <laughs> Um, fantastic. Um, are there big moments other than the high school performance of Komfy Dramatic, um, that have changed you? Oh,
0: that was not Komfy Dramatic. Oh, okay. <laughs> This, this was, was way, way before. before. Okay, this was so you, before Edwell Oh,
1: so you had other boyfriends and bands. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Okay. All right. I don't know if I want to hear, about no, please. No. Uh, <laughs> okay, we don't need to talk about it. Um, are there other big moments than that that have changed you, uh, either professionally or personally, um, that have led you um, to where you yeah. are at right now? Ooh.
0: I think that having that like need to perform, yeah, has always kind of been there.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: public speaking or performing or not being uh, afraid to, uh, you know, say a speech or to uh, talk in front of people to support them, to guide them, their organizations, and you know, I left the nine to five when I was thirty four years old, mm-hmm. and when I was I discovered that I could not be behind a desk and do more of the, more of the facilitation style work and that kind of um, guiding and consulting um, that I was hooked. Like that was really great for me that to be able to use that and to use also social media in my business, you know, on numerous occasions, I've used social media to promote and to be online live or to whatever, and I think that that just follows me along. I was also, by the way, a very avid internet user. Yes. From from a very young age. So in the internet, before it was the internet, um, I remember being in high school and like the little nun in my, she wasn't a little nun, she was a tall nun. She was like, you got to go on the internet and anything you want to look up, you look it up and it's there. And she was right. telling me that. And but uh, but that I was on the internet before that, <laughs> and so so I've always evolved with all of the social media platforms and the chatting and the using and the experimenting with video and all of that kind of stuff. So I think all of that performance background, whether somebody would call it performance background or not, um, it was useful in in uh, building a business and having to be the front person um, in. The kind of business
1: that I'm in. Right. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, we spoke a few days ago about uh yes, about being on the pod. Um and you had a bunch of ideas of what um you would want to talk about. Um I believe there's so much that we could uh have discussed, but for you, um you wanted to have a section on being a parent to creatives. Um because a lot of people ask you about that stuff. Um again just for a little bit of context you were 21 when you had me uh and papa was 18 um so in the context of that now you're having you you have friends that now have kids or you know are still having kids and want to know about your experience not necessarily in the creative part of being uh, of being a parent but also just being a parent in general um So, you know, having kids early, of course, now your friends are asking you for advice on stuff like that. But now they may have seen us doing stuff, uh, Simo and I, and want to sort of, you know, push their kids and and, and be into the arts or into just any creative sort of activities and stuff like that. Um, So what are your first thoughts when you hear becoming, being and becoming? um, a parent to, to creatives. And this is also sort of like a bridge to, um, you know, your origin story, your early, uh, you know, your, ch- your childhood or where you're coming from, because yes, you, you did have me pretty early on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being a parent to creatives has been like a learning curve uh, yeah. as well. Um, mm-hmm. but also like if you were, I, I do get asked this question a lot, like, yeah, how, how did you get your kids to want to play instruments? or how did you get your kids to enjoy being in productions or or whatever? and and so, uh, I don't know the answer uh, because I just did what we knew best. and you know we just we just exposed you. I think that that you were you were both exposed to music and performance early on. Right. Uh, we dragged you to shows we didn't even have to drag you well maybe small a little bit
2: yeah
0: <laughs> <Funny>. <laughs> the biggest performer yet doesn't like to go to live events um, yeah, that's right on his terms on his terms um, but we you know we brought you to a lot of things and a lot of shows and a lot of uh experiences and a- around a lot of people and um we played a lot of of the music but also like you had instruments in the house, and there was yeah. always a piano. There was always a guitar. God forbid, we had to bring in drums later on. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't play those freaking instruments that we That's had right. all over the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you, you know, it came. You know, Ed's family is very, very uh, musical on both sides. Mm-hmm. We have we all, were always told that we didn't have too much music, but. But we're also very creative, right? Uh, so that mix of 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 uh, of of brains, I think, cr- created you two, and and you were in this world with us, regardless, um, right? Seeing it all happen, um, you know, you were naming artists from a very very young age, and uh, Simon was had the producer brain from from a very very young age for creative creating music and so on um you would walk around with pamphlets of drums like as let like you got at the store for 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 a long time before you even had drums
2: yeah, yeah. Is,
0: you know and and we just we just um fostered it uh fostered all of that and yeah. i think that
2: um R- i, I think for- i don't
0: know that i could write a handbook you know right
1: right 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 yeah. for me it was it was it was um it was the, it was always the concept of like, yes. And, or like rarely saying no to things as well. Um, It's
0: true. true. There was never a no. It was like, okay, how are we going to do it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right, 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 right.
0: Like, oh God, Simon's in four plays at the same time. How are we going to do this? We'll figure it out. Yeah. There was a big part of that. When I turned 35 and I, you know, 34 and I, I, I started LMD solutions. I obviously when you start a business, you have a lot more time on your hands. Because, you, yeah. you know, you have your contracts, but it also gives you a flexibility um, and uh, a freedom in your time.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: So I was able to support, like, oh, you want to go do this? You have a rehearsal? You want to do this? Let's go try out what whatever. So yeah. I had, and I was able to support Ed also. That's when he started doing albums as well, right? Yeah. So when I started having more time, we were able to then free and liberate our minds from all the pressures of nine to five jobs, both of us and creative outlets started to open. We were able able to, 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 to to weave those into our life and uh, never look back from there.
1: Yeah. How have you grown as a, a a person or even even a parent through the industry um, and your kids now? Like, you know, what have, what has changed the most? Um, from the beginning uh, of, of, of being a parent or, or even like, you know, even my first gig uh, in 20, whatever it was um, to now kind of thing, what have been the biggest things um, for you that have, that have changed?
0: The stages have changed. (laughs) The Um...
2: stages, sure, sure. sure. (laughs)
0: Um, I think, uh, What's changed? I don't know that things have changed from a mama's perspective. Yes,
2: uh, yeah. From a
0: mama's perspective, I'm always concerned. I'm always worried. I'm always very excited for you. Um, again, I won't say no. Uh, I will ask questions. Yeah. I'll ask questions that will enable you to answer yes or no. Yes. So. Um and and if you're if you're uncertain then maybe I hope my questions because I don't know the answers either I'm Mm I'm I'm I don't know I'm just a I'm just a me you know (laughs) I'm inventing this as I go along but but I think that asking ourselves the right questions being planners both of us Ed and I uh you know we can foresee some issues and say "Mm, maybe you know you want to be careful on this ed is very risk averse and i'm bring on the risk kind of person yeah so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we kind of compliment each other and we kind of meet in the middle and we kind of do that with the kids with you guys too so it's it's i don't know i don't think from my mama my mama heart i'm still the mama crying on the side stage yeah. at every show you know i'm still the one taking all the photos i'm still the one talking on social media about your 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 progress and your you know successes and and if that's not going to change um the successes like i said it's just bigger stages
2: right it's, it's
0: bigger changes you know? yes and, but also okay now we're going to get into some psycholo- psychology here but please i've also uh heard recently that I think it was like one of those reels that you like, it's literally like you read five seconds of it. That's scrolling on a social media thing. And you're like, you know, that you're, that. The Gary V
1: moments. Sorry. Yeah,
0: and you you should, yeah, exactly. You shouldn't only validate the big moments
2: Mm, because
0: then you're going to only seek validation from the big moments. So celebrate all the wins and celebrate the struggles and take a snapshot and evaluate where you're at because because if you're just searching for the wins and, you know, I've been there and we've been there and it's going to be hard and you're not going to sleep as well. So the progress, you know, from getting from A to Z, Z being the win, you've got to you've got to go through the whole process mm. um, and you've got to enjoy that as well. It's not always fun, but you've got to take that in as well. And and it's not always the easiest thing to remember when you're seeking the wins. Right. That's what I think. That's what I think for, for the, for you all is that I want, like, I love like seeing Simon in theater school right now, learning uh, about theater after doing, I'm going to say like 15 years in theater. Yeah. Is now like in professional theater school?
1: yeah, conservatory, and, yeah.
0: yeah, the conservatory in Ottawa and and learning uh, different things like and and being enlightened by that or being yes, you know, uh, seeing that is 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 super fantastic, you know Living in a small town was very uh, great for progress and jumping through hoops and getting to a certain level but having access
1: to certain opportunities. Yeah. It's like
0: you were on stages and playing with artists uh, early that, that, you know, in, in Canada, you couldn't, you couldn't have been, you know, wherever else you couldn't have had those opportunities, but you did growing up here, which anyway, I think that, that you, we have to be like, we have to, we have to be grateful for those moments, but also take them into perspective and Mm. see where, what we, what, what does that mean in the long term? Because you guys still have a long, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. long career <laughs> ahead of you guys. You know, yeah. I worry yeah. about that. Mm. Yeah, I wanted
1: to touch on as well. Yes, it's a music industry podcast, but we wanted to touch on Simo's journey uh, through theater as well. Um, I haven't necessarily lived through the community of um, or the, the 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 theater community that is in Sudbury where we're Come from. Um, yes, I did a little bit of theater in high school, um, a little bit of acting, um, you know, wh- whatever. But um, every time I go back to Sudbury, um, I am enlightened by the fact that, and, and and also enlightened, but also reminded the fact that Simone has been such a, such a, you know, so active in the theater community in Sudbury for so long now, because whenever I'm back in Sudbury, it seems like we go to a play, as a family every time. And y'all know most of the people there, but uh I don't. I you know, I know maybe two or three people in 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 the lobby, but that's because of music. Um
2: yeah.
1: also for a little bit of context, I left Sudbury uh a little bit more than seven years ago now, which is hilarious to say, funny to say. Um but since then Simon has been a very, very active through theater um in those 7 years since 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 I left for for university so it, anyway it's it's very interesting to me to see you know that connection to the people or yeah. the connection to the people that you guys have with, in a, in a community that I don't have so i just want to talk about the theater community um and in relation to the music uh you know um industry and um you know and to talk about simo's experience as well um yeah. So, what are some of the bigger differences um, in that community um, that you feel as a parent um compared to in, c- c- compared to the music community?
0: Yeah, so it was a it was it was literally like, you know, we spent I'm going to say like a big like a four or five years with you in the music industry. Yeah. And once you left, Simon then did his four or five years because you're five years apart yes so you kind of experience those things five years separate difference right um so the difference uh well uh, like music happens late 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 at night
1: sure sure
0: <laughs> theater yeah. happens in a community setting right so bands yeah. for, what i do miss is having my mama band mom role for being like the host in the studio downstairs so we have a studio right. there. and so we always had uh the bands here because you were the drummer and you don't move a drummer yeah you don't
1: um, move drums
0: <laughs> yeah so we always had bands, bands yeah. traipsing through our house ruining our walls with equipment and uh and I loved it I loved right. it right and and like i i loved hearing it i loved being part of it it was part of my groupie right remember i loved being the groupie i loved that's right be behind the scenes i loved being part of it um i tried not to be over you know too into it but i would go visit sometimes you know and yeah and i would talk about it on social media of course um um the and then so the difference with the theater community is simon was young and um uh, volunteered a lot as parents uh you're mm. asked it's community right so it's community theater we did a lot of that
2: a lot right. of set,
0: set building and creative uh process and bringing him to rehearsals and mm. uh, helping um corralling in the backs you know on sets and um supporting them through that i would go to every show like if they had a run of 10 shows i was at every show either before in front or behind the scenes uh and and i did lighting i did you know i didn't do music ever but i did behind uh i did set pieces and things like that Mm -hmm. um so 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 you're right that in that short amount of time where simon was doing theater sometimes four shows at a time yeah yeah
1: it's like six six to seven nights a week it's it's insane
0: yeah and so we he became a tight, tight knit community. That's right. Of those, those, those. I'm gonna say like a uh, theater Cambrian and S- Subbury Performance Group and Te and and the school and all of that. So it was like, uh, this is what we do now. That's this right. Is what we do, and we brought him to all of these things. He didn't drive ever, so we just. <laughs> I was the I was the person.
1: That's right, and it's different now. I'm thinking about the process because. Let's say like with with groups or with bands or with artists, the parents wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, like playing with synthesizers or something like, like no. you would be building sets in theater, uh, in community theater. Uh, that, that being it's, said, it's...
0: Uh, we drove you to all of your gigs. Uh, oh, you were sure. T- you were too young to be in bars, so we had to be there. That's right. Uh, and you were a little bugger because you would leave your set stuff, you would leave your stuff on stage. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. Next band's coming up. I have to stay the, right. the next band. So we were like, okay, it's two in the morning. Like, let's get on with this. Like,
1: well, the thing is, in reality, about also being a drummer, if your drums are on stage most of the time, you're not. You're not. Um, well, either two things: you're not taking your drums out between sets, or the other bands are using them. So, yeah. if if you're if you're providing drums for the evening, you're probably staying until the end. Um, which is a pro and con, uh mostly a con for the parents. Um <laughs> yeah. but um but no, to, to to speak to to the theater community again, it's very you know it's seeing each other almost every night. Like let's say let's say yeah. if I were a rehearsal, it's like later on it they weren't anymore at, at our house in Sudbury just because it's a very small room. It's not necessarily a studio. Yes, it is a studio, um, yeah. but it's basically just a place to play music. Um, but eventually it got to like, like practicing at Boreal or practicing other places. And the parents aren't necessarily like bringing their kids because most of the time it's not children.
0: Right. And, and I was uh, annoyed by that because I couldn't see what was happening.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. But in theater, again, you're dropping people off most of the time. Um, you know, you're, 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 Collaborating on some of the things behind the scenes, or even in the front of the house, sometimes yeah. volunteering, uh, you know, ushering people to their to their seats uh, if your kid is yeah. in the play or something like that. It's very it's very community because for theater you just need so many people. It, Everybody it, is
2: just,
0: everybody's a volunteer. It was community theater throughout, right? Till yep. till till he got professional shows, uh, yep. but then then there, there's a whole aspect of the pandemic there for Simon too. That yes. It, in 2020, I have uh, a a poster. Yes, of, yes. I have a poster of Simon and all of the shows he had scheduled for 2020. 2020. Yeah. And he was getting his first professional gigs. He was going to start getting paid. And that all fell.
2: Um, yeah. That was
0: devastating. It was devastating. It was heartbreaking. Uh, you know, and you keep thinking, Oh no, it's going to come back. It's going to come back. And it didn't, didn't. And he did his high school without a lot of the opportunities that you had as well. Right. Contests and music, uh, conferences. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. inter high school uh, festivals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The,
0: fa- the fact that he's where he is right now is uh, is really remarkable uh, because right after they were able to after the pandemic he kind of got back into it and and, and yeah. it was fine. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. Let's move on to um, you know, back to you, basically. Uh, topic three, uh, which is LMD solutions and hashtag Oasis Challenge, or rather, the hashtag Oasis Challenge. Um, please tell us more about your business, LMD Solutions, for those who don't know. Um, yeah, let's start there.
0: Yeah, so I, I mentioned it a little bit. So LMD Solutions is a consultancy. Um, it's an award-winning consultancy, Matt.
1: There you go. There you go. Congrats again.
0: <laughs> you work with me. We have a team now. We're four people. Uh, do We're working on projects. And what we do is governance. So not-for-profits. Governance. So, all nonprofits have boards. All nonprofit boards are volunteers. They all need training. They all do strategic planning. Uh, they all work with policies. All of these things need to be reviewed and tweaked, and training needs to be developed. offered, developed, all of these things. Uh, so, yeah, strategic plans and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, operationalizing it, supporting the CEO. Uh, working with their teens and their staff. So I come in, we come in uh, as LMD solutions and we offer them those services, supporting them however they need it, customized solutions for them. Um, And I've been doing that for 12 years uh, and uh, just recently incorporated a year ago. um, And now we have a team and uh, we're Uh, we haven't stopped, uh, I haven't stopped for 12 years. It's been fantastic. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's been the right amount of work at the right time with the right people. Um, I think that that's, that's key, uh, for this business. So it's, it's been fun. Yeah. And I get to work with you.
1: (laughs) There you go. Actually, it leads into my next point here. Um, you and I have many discussions about, uh, about just business entrepreneurship, um, you know, creativity, but also, um, operations uh almost literally almost every day um and we send each other things mainly you send me things <laughs> that I need to check out on Instagram whether it be um you know uh, something about the process something about the business but also um things or speakers like Gary V or like a uh, Big Gary V fan big Gary V big fan. big GGV fan for sure Well uh, I, you
0: know what you know what it is about Gary V is that he speaks to the parents he really does speak right. to the parent aspect and letting their child uh, um, launch these businesses. Mm, and yeah. as a, as a parent, it is what, everything he says, the, the, that, that mindset of fear um, is real, but right. the difference, the difference is, is that I'm an entrepreneur um, and too, he's got his own business. And so we've kind of got that. the. Uh, I don't know what it is like
1: the entrepreneurial spirit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the support, you
2: know,
1: and and you've been through it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Basically where I'm going with this is um, talking about the importance of other people's process processes and reflecting um, and sharing and a whole bunch of things like that. Yes, you, we t- we talked about uh, uh, LMD solutions and stuff like that. Um but just more on the personal sort of business front. We share a lot and we have other people that we share a lot of things with.
2: Yeah.
1: Um why is that important to you and what what is the importance of of learning other people's processes mm. to you?
0: It's key. I right. love it. Yeah. It's- it's again why i love the podcast because i get to see like the stylist how she's or he's or they are going through starting a stylist business like come on that's cool right how did how did somebody become a tour manager come on that's so cool how right. did, you know, how did an artist start developing their music? I love it. I love all of that because it's not, even though I'm a like consultant with a professional business and blah, 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 like whatever, I'm still creating. I'm still like creating on a daily basis and trying to create processes and create um tools, Syst-
1: systems, yeah, tools systems, yeah,
0: tools for clients and, 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 it's all creative. It's all it's yeah. we're all I don't you know, i I don't have a cookie cutter approach. You know, I have tools. I have a bag of tools that i i I take from to support clients, but i listen mm. and i and I customize and I craft and I try to see where you know where the gaps are. And then we're like, okay, let's let's you know work on this, this and this. you're missing this, 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 and let's, you know, train you're bored to do this or whatever. Um, so I think I think hearing about other people's not only struggles but successes and yep. how they piece together, that's been fascinating. Listening to the podcast is people are just making it up as they go along. And <laughs> yeah, we so am are, I. Yeah. Yes. So am I. Yes. And so if you're in that position, just know that we're just all inventing like we're just all, you know, yeah, sure. I've got training and I went to school and, you know, I've worked on this for 12 years and 10 years before that in a, in the field. Um, but still, still when a client approaches me, it's all about listening. Yeah. And then I go and I get, you know, the, the baggage of knowledge and experience and tools and things like that to support them. But you, I can't, I can't know before I know.
1: Yeah. And this is uh just to to come back to the listener. I'm I'm always thinking about the listener when doing these pods. Um the importance of of, of gathering information and sort of reflecting on the information and the and and the experiences of others to, you know, um to 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 to, to you know, to be more uh, efficient in your process is very interesting. Are very important, I believe. Um to, to, to my own process. This is why I suggest, you know, going on YouTube or, or checking out masterclass or listening to more podcasts about, um, you know, people's creative um, process, not necessarily only creative, but, um, just their process and and just, just learning about other people's uh, successes, mistakes, processes, and just making your, um, I don't know if, I don't know if life is the right word, but uh, your, and just, sort of how do i say, even say this doing research is important and it'll improve your life and uh that's all i have to say and, mm-hmm. and, well, sh- I, and sharing with people as well is very important
0: yeah well you know i it brings me back to uh conversations when you were thinking about going to university sure and, and we were trying to develop like like an idea of what you wanted to become. Cause you had so many ideas. You were a straight A student. You were involved in so many things. You liked everything you like. All right. All right. <laughs> no, no, but you, it's, it's a struggle because you like business. You like music. You like, you thought you were going to be a lawyer. You thought maybe I'll yeah. go to medicine or, or, you know, and you're, I'm, I like, okay. You know, I don't know if you remember this, but we sat in a car one day and I said, do you want to be like this person? Because you wanted to go into music.
1: Right. Yeah, that's said,
0: And I said, "Do you want to be like this musician that we know?" Yeah. Do you want and a very different? Do you want to be like this musician that we know? Right. Do you want to be like this musician? And and so it was like, okay, well, if you want to be like this musician, right, then this is a potential path. Mm. But if you know that you don't want to be, say, a starving artist. Or you didn't want to go into teaching to be a teaching musician. Right. So there were paths there that we kind of looked at. And then then the the whole TMU kind of program came up. And, yes. And that was like a, a no-brainer almost. It was business. It was creative industries. It was going to give you some music industry stuff. Uh, and then... Because you did have a th- thought about opening a production company at one point, like y- you still, you're still doing that. You know? Yeah, kind of-
1: yeah. I mean, those who've been listening to the podcast know that Quest Love has always been that musician <laughs> for me. Um, through, um, through listening to the podcast, maybe or or just speak, just talking to me with me in discussions, I always bring him up. Uh, you know, I've come continuously uh, reading his books, and uh, you guys got me uh, one of his books, um, something to food about over the holidays, which I haven't, uh, yet cracked. Um, but I'm soaked and, um, just shout out to Questlove one time. Uh, if y'all don't know his podcast, Questlove Supreme as well, please go check it out.
0: Well, he's um, going to be listening cause him and I, we're close. So, like,
2: okay. 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 Yeah, yeah.
0: And, 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 you know, we're, <laughs> we're kind of like making it a little bit hard to get for you, but like him and I, we know. Right. 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 What. When the time is right, we'll let you connect together. Right, right, right. (laughs) Uh, It's fantastic. Same with John. John. Yes,
1: John. John, yes. Um, Please tell us a bit more about the concept and the output of what people know as the hashtag Oasis Challenge. Um, And this is since 2017.
0: Yeah, 2017. Uh, So the Oasis Challenge... For those who know I'm just gonna grab a prop okay okay
1: <laughs> for those oh my God. for the watching
0: so one day <laughs> this is where my yeah performance how, how
1: how did it start
0: so one day, yeah i'm I, so every day we kind of like i i I wake up early, yes, and it was a t- a very stressful time you were in grade twelve when I started this, Yeah. And so you're like, like, all of these decisions have to be made. You're moving away to university. You're going away. Uh, my business is evolving. I've, I have to deal with a lot of uh, a, a specific evolution in my business at that time. Yes. Um, and so, uh, and, and there's a lot happening. Ed's launching albums, Simon's starting theater. It's crazy. Like, how am I? And I'm following this health and wellness Uh, program
2: Mm, yeah
0: the health and wellness program that says that is based on a consistency model right you have to be consistent you have to do exercise consistently so i'm sitting there picture it picture it i am in my oasis it's june (laughs) wait Uh,
1: well for the o for the people that don't know what the oasis is
0: yeah it's backyard uh deck there's couches uh and plants Plants. yeah fantastic i'm there it's like probably 6 a.m or something whatever (laughs) and i'm slipping my coffee and i'm thinking i do not want to exercise consistently i'm burnt out yeah what i what i need is to chill the f off (laughs) the most that i can because this upcoming year is going to be ridiculous right so i as a joke um put a picture like imagine this uh, amongst the plants and on my you know my feet are up and right. I take a picture of it and I post on social media okay guys we're starting a new challenge it's called the oasis challenge
2: right
1: because at the time as well the challenges has the, the, uh, there's yeah. so many things so that, many the, the the well I mean it's way earlier but the ice bucket challenge and the, the yeah. challenge has always been a huge thing still is yeah. a huge has- thing today
0: yeah. Exercise challenge, drinking water challenge, all of the things. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm starting a new challenge. I'm like, you know what the challenge is? Do nothing. <laughs> so consistently, right? Consistently. So I joked about it. I put a picture on social media because I'm a big social media fanatic. And I just put a picture and I, I joked and I said, everybody, cheers. Let's do nothing together. Always a challenge. Right. And I did it, I did it. And people posted comments with them and their, you know, it's a Saturday morning, people were like, cheersing, and they had their pictures of their cups or whatever. And then I did it the next day, Sunday, I'm like, day two, everybody, you can do this. You know, we're in it together. You know, like, just like the programs, like the fitness programs, like we yeah. can do this, everybody. Right. And then people were like, I'm in it for t- day two, here we go, you know? Yeah. And then I continued doing it every day for now that was 2017 every day till 2024 that's seven calendar years or eight calendar years whatever it is
1: Whoa, let's not get into that yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so like yeah that is a lot of time and so it's evolved over time I yes. I, I kept doing it And it actually became what the fitness program said it would do. If I consistently took a moment in the morning to reflect, I became clear about my goals and my idea of what I was going to do during that day or during that week. And, you know, all of the things that we had to do, I would literally anchor it in the cup of coffee that I was um, drinking in the morning. And it became and I did the photo and the, and and because our family has a lot of things going on, like a lot of shows and a lot of plays and a lot of, you know, things in the, in media, I was using that platform also to promote a lot of things. Sure. So, You know, Ed's got a show tonight, we're getting ready, cheers, you know, or whatever, you know, Ed's, you know, Matt's going off doing a show with the high loves or whatever, or, you know, Matt's going to <laughs> Paris or whatever. We're getting ready, you know? Whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, 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 uh, it slowly became a mindfulness exercise, uh, for you and for, you know, the people in your community, but also sort of a, uh, a community board as well. Um, yeah,
0: I, I, yeah. I created a lot, like I just posted this morning cause I, because I did it this morning. And, of uh, course. <laughs> you know, uh, the, one of the best things in, and, and this will lead to more business strategy in a second. So I've been doing this for a long time. And one of the best parts of the Oasis challenge is everybody having a connection between me and cups now, because I yes. have a big cup collection, right? Yeah. This is actually a cup of, mine, which you designed, actually, coffee is the solution. So LMD solutions, coffee is the solution. It's a cute play on words. Yeah. <laughs> but people will literally be in like the Caribbean and right. they'll be like, oh my God, I have this cup. I can't bring it home with me, but here's a picture of it. And I thought of you like when, or they'll be like at the store or they will have a cup that they love and they'll post it just like Lynn's cups, you know, whatever. And they'll send me memes and all of the cup cupboard.
2: Yes. Stuff, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah.
0: And so these, so it's become a relationship tool as well, a communication tool, yeah. a co- connection tool with people over the pandemic, right? It was, a, it was a thing. I uh, incorporated the Oasis Challenge in a mindfulness practice when I was coaching individuals. Yes. I was bringing them through. How do you create a mindfulness practice in the morning like that? You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's such a, it's like a, it's like branding 101 as well. Like to think about it in, in like a business term, which I don't like doing yeah. all the time, but it's very brandy because it's, um, people now associate something in their mundane lives. That's right. Or in not in mundane, wrong word, but daily lives, yeah. um, that would be like, oh my gosh, this mug that I'm holding, I'm thinking about Lynn.
2: Um, yeah,
0: like isn't that ridiculous?
2: Yeah, you know, it is also, wild.
0: You know, also though, like because I'm a big social media consumer, consumer, uh, I was seeing people consistently posting about things. Like, let's say I saw Gary Vee or an example or uh, uh, Jasmine Starr, big, big fan of Jasmine Starr, who was consistently posting and they were like, you know, they were three years in ahead of me or, you know, four years in ahead of me of constant posting about stuff, whatever their business is. And I was like, oh, my God, how do you get there? You know? that's how you get there. It's just by freaking doing, just
1: doing it. it. Yeah.
0: And, and, and I did it and now it's become, you know, now I have my own coffee. Yes. You know, I have a wake up call coffee with a local roastery here, old rock coffee, shout out to old rock, who I approached this summer and said, you know what? I've got like this branding about the coffee cups and they know me. I I'm there all the time, <laughs> but yeah. I'm like, how do we go about creating the wake up call coffee? yeah but how uh just a coffee whatever just a coffee and they're like "Mm -hmm." and they're like well you just do it let's just do it he's like i don't do this for everybody but you're like this is your brand let's let's make a coffee so we did and there was like months of of tasting coffee free samples (laughs) yeah it was
1: fantastic sure what's
0: better than that (laughs) and then so we were put to the test of blind taste testing coffee all summer, Mm. all, you know, throughout the fall. And then in, uh, in, uh, in October, we launched uh, the wake up call and he loved the name uh, uh, that we came up with because it's a governance program that we're developing as well. The wake up call. And um, yeah. So this whole Oasis challenge, frivolous and silly. Yes. Gave me, you know, I've, I've done public speaking on this topic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, Come on, you know, but it's given me so much, so much um, opportunity and connections with people, and
2: you know,
1: and and what started as a as a social media exercise or movement or mindfulness movement has now sort of, um, you know, you you've translated into business, into branding, all these things. People now know you not not only because of the Oasis Challenge, but also because of the mugs. And now you're selling mugs, selling coffee. So it's, it's very interesting. Um, you know, I'm, it's always interesting to talk about. I, I talk to a lot of my friends about um, sort of turning hobbies into sort of business practices. And, and not everything that you do needs to be a sort of business opportunity. But in the case um, uh, of, of your activities in the Oasis Challenge and stuff, it didn't start like that, but it eventually became something um but you love it, you know, I think that it comes back but, to that you love it you live it, um you laugh it, you know live, live, laugh, love uh <laughs> as they as 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 they say on pinterest you know um, what i
0: don't I don't have a mug live, laugh, love,
1: well, there yeah. you go, people
0: but also uh, <laughs> i uh... Uh, you know it it does bring on you know talking about marketing it does bring on some uh struggles yeah with with the individual branding for me and the business branding because the the Lynn Dupuis branding at on and Instagram and Facebook uh, was is the mugs is the oasis challenge yeah and and so LMD solutions it kind of transferred over into my branding for LMD solutions but if if somebody's meeting me as a client for the first time, they don't know about the Oasis shelf. Yeah,
1: of course, of course. So it's yep. weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, right. why did
0: do, why does this exist? You right,
1: <laughs> right, right.
0: Why right. why do I sell coffee? Like, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. So I have that little bit of a struggle to try right. to like right. I, you know, it's the what if you know you know you know but it's it's it's, it's o- not it's enough. O- like, yeah. I need to find more.
1: It's only if you know you know because it stems from a personal brand, and now you're you're trying to make it into the professional brand. But you yeah. had so, it, it's been marketed or advertised so much in your personal brand for such a long time that yes, people know you, but they know you only if you're friends on Facebook or if they follow you on Instagram. Yeah,
0: if they follow me, but um, they they start to get to know me.
1: That's right. Think, That's right. And they
0: enjoy the fact that I like coffee. So
1: yeah. I just want to conclude uh this topic um with the importance of being mindful and taking a moment during the day or during the morning for you specifically with the O E S challenge um I sort of grew up and are very reminded uh almost every week um that it's 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 une journée à la fois uh or you know one day at a time uh one day at a time and and a very um sometimes uh <laughs> Sometimes intimidating word, uh, but very caring word. Uh, one word, it's just respire,
2: um,
1: <laughs> which is breathe. Um, I, I, I just sort of want to conclude on that um, because it, I felt, I feel like it's so important. Um, and it's been so important for me. And it stems directly from you um, just saying, just one day at a time, take it one day at a time, in journey at a fois, and breathe, respire. Um, so I just want to get your thoughts on that because it's always been just at the forefront of, of, of my process.
0: Yeah. And, and we have to remind ourselves as, as super creative entrepreneurs, I think because we're always, always creating in our brains, whether it's professionally creating or artistically creating or both at the same time that we have to like the pace of things can go so fast Yeah, and and the industries both of ours all of ours they can go so fast and it comes back to also like big fish in a small pond Mm. and and so many opportunities are possible here in a in in a smaller community that you have to like pace yourself um breathe you know and and remind yourself that remind yourself that you can't do it all. So you have to really be choosy and you have to take everything, you know, that idea of taking a snapshot of like, of like, there has been progress. Let's not forget that, you know, and, and and one day at a time, we're going to get there baby steps, you know, Mel, our, our business partner, uh, she, she always says baby steps will get you to where you need to go. Yeah, You know, you don't always have to leap just baby steps, you know, and time, time is, you know, we're so young and I'm saying that for myself as well. Like we're so young and and you're so young and that we have so much time, you know, time is such a good resource right now. So let's just take that in.
2: Hello, everybody.
1: We are back. It's the 50th. Yes, it's the 50th episode with my mom, Linda Pui. We're talking about uh <laughs> talking about uh, entrepreneurship and creativity and uh l m d solutions the oasis challenge being apparent to creatives um so much more um we're now gonna conclude the episode on the dream fest game again when we were talking about uh doing this podcast mom we were um you know, you weren't sure about the format of the pod. You you said, oh, we could do like a storyline thing. Um, but no, I, I really wanted to keep it as we normally do on the podcast, uh, just because I think it's a lot of fun. Um, Dream Fest game, for those of you who don't know, it's basically a look at our guests' um, sort of favorite acts, favorite live acts specifically, um, that they'd want to see. They have maybe seen them before, maybe not. Um, but I asked them, to basically program a night of a festival uh, called Dream Fest. Uh, I asked the guests, the headliner, the second headliner, the opener, where it would happen in the world, when it would happen, as in time of year, Um, the attendance, so how many people could be there. It might be very intimate. It might be an intimate John Mayer performance. It might be a uh, uh, 100,000-person event, uh, whatever it is. for you mama i wanted to add a food or a beverage that would that would highlight um you that would be available in the evening and be like the lynn something um and then if you had a role to play uh what would what would it be uh during the festival and uh, how would you put your signature on it um so there you go everybody it's the dream fest game with lynn and my mama um what do you think
0: Man, my brain went to so many places for this. Yeah. I, have, I have two scenarios. Okay. okay. Um, I'm going to start with something that like every mom would say. Like, I want like whatever your band is at the time to be headlining. <laughs> and then the second headliner would be like whatever Simon's project or Ed's project. You know what I mean? Like, right. I want it to be like a real family affair. Like, a big, but like in a, like a festival, right? So right, like a right, big right. area, like a, whatever. Uh, I would have openers, which would be all of our friends. Right. You know, it would be like a two, three day affair.
1: Oh, wow. Like, okay. Fantastic.
0: Yeah. Like a, a festival, right? Yeah. And my parents would be there because my mom, like, you know, she likes to like celebrate these things. So She could be like helping and we would have Ed's mom because she could cater the food. Yeah uh you know like it would be like a home style festival but with everybody that we know right you know and it would probably be here in northern ontario and the attendance would be like everybody we like everybody who's wanted to see your shows like for everybody that can't come but they magically can come on that day like right (laughs) um food and beverage there would be like everything under the sun and all of our favorites it would be coffee for sure there would be the okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um and and uh, the role that I would play is the social convener right Whoa, so I would play mean? like the person who like brings everybody in um you know I would be like in your green room I would be making sure everything's good you know yeah uh, all of that kind of stuff that's so that's one thing. Then, all right, I had an. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> then I had an idea. Headliner is Taylor Swift.
1: Okay, okay? so th- sorry, this is a nev- another scenario. So you're this giving another two, scenario. Two Dream games here.
0: We're doing. I am taking the luxury of that's having two, perfect because that I'm great. Your mom. And so, this scenario. Imagine, okay. It's Taylor Swift opening. No, she's the the headliner, okay? Yeah. And all <laughs> this is okay, so it comes down to my need for or my enjoyment for stories, social media. This is going to be the instagrammable thing of the year. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be ma- it's going to be in a stadium cuz you know, Taylor, Kelsey, you know, he's going to be there. It's Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. Travis Kelsey is going to be yeah. there in the back, like watching because she's always watching his games. Um, And so, but the listen, the people that are going to be opening for her okay. are all all her exes. <laughs>
2: uh, okay. I know where you go yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yes.
0: So we would get our John Mayer. You know, uh-huh. we yeah. would get like uh, I don't even know where all her exes are, but like all of like the like pretty I
1: sure. Don't she- know, Harry at some point, Harry Styles.
0: Exactly, and a Jonas brother? No, she not.
1: I don't know. I'm, I'm 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 i need to update my Taylor lore.
0: Me too. I don't even know, but uh, I'm thinking there could be a really good festival to put on, like a one night <laughs> thing. But they're all forced to play in the same stadium as her and open for her.
1: And their <laughs> green rooms are, are definitely separated, on on opposite sides of the. Uh, of, of Maybe. <laughs> Yeah,
0: and I'm again the social convener.
1: Right, (laughs) yeah. Where I think
0: that would be hilarious.
1: Yeah, where where would this happen, and when would this happen?
0: It would be on her turf in New York. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she would. She would. uh, It would be like a probably like a a a late summer festival. Yeah. uh, And everybody, everybody, who's everybody would be in attendance. Like,
2: (laughs) like everybody
1: any, any different food or beverage for, for this, uh, for this dream fest?
0: There would probably be, need to be a lot of alcohol.
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> that is I
0: don't know. I didn't go that far, but I thought that that would be hilarious. Um, you know, I think that that would be really, uh, uh I think for my, that it would feed my social media frenzy. Right, of
1: right. Food, right. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, this is how we conclude the app, um, the 50th app uh, of the Cloud Machine podcast. Um, you know, I'd like to thank Lynn Sweet, my mom, for being a um, guest on this week's episode. You have been the uh, number one cheerleader since the beginning of this um, process for us at AIDS, but specifically for me as well. Um, and it was so great to talk to you about, um, you know, your journey through the creative process, through the creative industries, um, and your business and, you know, being a parent to yes, creatives, um, and, um, doing the dream Fest as well. Fantastic. Um, (laughs) people make sure to check her out on her socials. Yes. Uh, at uh, Lynn Dupuy on Instagram and at LMD solutions. You can also check out, um, her website it's dot um you know I'd like to thank the, the the people who are listening um you know probably a lot of family and friends um just curious about what's happening um you know uh you know for yes for my mom but also what's happening through the, in in the AIDS context um so I'd like to thank everybody who's listening um yes family and friends but also the people who tune in every week to the podcast we can't do this without you yes it is the 50th um episode and it's kind of crazy you know it's it's 50 straight weeks except for the holiday break that we just took but 50 weeks of uh chatting um with with people uh, in different roles in the industry and um and I just love I I just love this stuff so thanks again everybody um we'll see you next week My man, do you have any any uh, any last words
0: um no, but like shout out to everybody who I've seen on the podcast and who are now watching this. Uh, it was uh, my turn to be here, but uh, I've uh, I, I, it's built on the back of the people that have already come here. And uh, <laughs> I appreciate uh, being part of the collective, uh, the village. We didn't talk about the village, uh, but um, it takes a village and uh, you've created one, which I find really fantastic in a city that is deemed... You know, such a, a an anonymous place. Uh, I think that um, in a in a, you've managed to rally people around uh, a same uh, creative industry. And kudos to you, Matt. It's good.
1: Oh, thanks, mom. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Uh, as always, stay safe and see you next week.
0: Have fun.